Welcome to the Brewtune Podcast, giving you the best pairings of craft beers and music on the internet. Stay, stay connected, connected, stay Brewtune. Welcome to episode two of the Brewtune Podcast with Andrew Eshman. I'm really excited because in this episode, we're going to be pairing my favorite metal band, Deftones, with their signature beer, Belching Beaver, Deftones Phantom Bride IPA. Just a heads up, I did buy Chuck D's new book, This Day in Rap and Hip Hop History. It's a really cool looking book. I'm going through it right now and I'll likely be doing a YouTube video review of the book as well. So stay tuned for that. So we're going to jump into our next segment here, music news. So the founding member and rhythm guitar player of ACDC, Malcolm Young, passed away recently. He was 64 years old and he was suffering from dementia. And this is just really sad and tragic because a few weeks before that, his brother George Young passed away at 70 years of age. He was very uh, crucial and integral in developing the early sound of ACDC. He had produced some really great records like Let There Be Rock, Power Edge, and TNT. So, yeah, the, the Young family has definitely been hit pretty hard by these tragedies. Malcolm was one of the greats, probably one of the greatest rhythm guitar players out there, was really the glue of the band and has suffered through a lot of and fought through a lot of, of struggles. I know he was battling with uh, alcoholism during the uh, Fly on the Wall tour and got into a program um, and cleaned himself up. And then later on, uh, he started suffering from early stages of dementia through the Black Ice tour. And there were rumors and reports that he had to actually relearn all of those uh, songs that in their set list when he was on that tour. So Malcolm was really one of the greats, wrote some great riffs. Uh, the riff from Shoot to Thrill, I think, is one of the greatest rock and roll uh, rhythm riffs. We've lost a lot of great rock and roll artists and icons. We lost Tom Petty uh, a few months ago. We lost Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. We lost Chester Bennington from Linkin Park. So, Malcolm, you were, you were one of the greats. You will be missed. According to Billboard.com, Neil Young has released a website that archives all of his work from Crosby, Sills, Nash & Young, Buffalo Springfield, Crazy Horse, and these works are all available on a streaming website and platform. The website URL is www.neilyoungarchives.com. Sounds really cool, so if you get the chance, check it out. So in hip-hop news, NERD has released a music video for their song, 1000. It's off their upcoming record, No One Really Dies, which is expected to drop on December 15th, 2017. The music video is getting a lot of attention, and there's a lot of controversy surrounding it because it's very violent. I believe it was removed from YouTube for the content, and but I'm really excited because they have not released a new record in... 10 years. So I'm very excited to hear their new stuff. So stay tuned for that. So another hip hop news, the Grammys are upcoming. They will be taking place on January 28th. And among the album of the year nominations are Jay-Z with his album 444 and Kendrick Lamar with his album Damn. Jay-Z has had eight album of the year nominations and Kendrick Lamar is just two behind him with six. So it'll be interesting to see who uh, wins album of the year. 
stay tuned for more. So we're going to jump into our next segment, the craft beer pairing with Deftones and their signature beer, the Belching Beaver Deftones Phantom Bride IPA. So why did I pick this beer? A few reasons. Reason number one is it's the Deftones signature beer, and it's named after a song off of their latest album, Gore, called Phantom Bride. It was a collaboration with the lead guitarist from Allison Chains, Jerry Cantrell. And it's a great song. It's a real standout on the album. And I think the song really represents the taste of the beer. The beer is very hoppy and strong. It's got a bitter taste and and, and fruity as well. It has some um, a very, a very nice aroma and smell to it. And uh, I think that's very, you know, characteristic of the song as well because the song is... is heavy at times and 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 kind of going back to that bitterness uh, in the beer and then um, also uh, very beautiful as well and has some very soothing parts so the going back to the the fruitiness and the citrus type of taste with the beer so um, that's one of the reasons another reason is that the beer is just it's it's really good. I mean, it just tastes really good. I I'm a fan of IPAs. It's got a average score of 4.01 on Untapped, and uh, it's getting really good ratings and reviews. It's a very difficult beer to find, though. I had to find this beer off of a site called Craft Shack. So I'm going to give them a little plug here. Uh, you can go to their website. It's www.craftshack.com. I had to order this beer and have it shipped in to my uh, apartment. So it's very good. Another thing I love about this beer is the artwork on the can. It's very, very uh, striking and uh, beautiful artwork. It's a skull and has roses on it. And it really reminds me of the artwork that I saw from the self-titled record. Deftone self-titled, which was released in 2003, and uh, very, very similar artwork. I'll, I'll clue you into a little secret here. The artwork from self-titled, if you look closely enough at the skull under the um, eye socket, eye sockets of the skull and uh, in the center of the skull, it's actually an optical illusion. So there's like, it looks like there is actually a person standing in the middle and then the, under the eye sockets, it looks like there's somebody leaning over and looking in. So uh, check it out if you ever get the chance. It's, it's pretty cool. So I'm going to pour a little bit of the beer for myself here. Yep, it's uh, definitely got a really bitter taste. I do, I do taste the fruitiness there, but yeah, very, very, very good. I think this beer is 70 IBUs and it has a 7.1% ABV. Chino Moreno, the lead singer of Deftones and the head of the brewery, Thomas Peters got together and, and made this beer, which is pretty cool. Like I said, Deftones is a very creative band and apparently Chino is a big fan of IPAs. So he really wanted to, uh, to get out there and and try creating their own beer. And I know a lot of other bands are doing it as well. 
So I want to talk a little bit about the Belching Beaver Brewery. It's a brewery that's located in San Diego, California, and they have a few locations here. They have uh, one in North Park, one in Ocean Beach, Vista Brewery, and then they have a tavern and grill as well. They also brew a variety of different beers, blondes, IPAs, uh, stouts, and then milk stouts as well. So Definitely check them out if you get a chance. I love San Diego. I think it's one of the best cities in uh, California. Very chill atmosphere and also very great beer. They're, they're really known for their great craft beers. So I want to jump into our next segment here. I want to talk about the metal band Deftones. They are one of my favorite metal bands. They were formed in 1988. They've been together for about 29 years, and their lineup is Chino Moreno on lead vocals and guitar, Steph Carpenter on lead guitar, Sergio Vega on bass, Abe Cunningham on drums, and Frank Delgado on keyboards, and he is the DJ as well. They've released eight albums Adrenaline, 1995, Around the Fur, 1997, White Pony, 2000, Deftones, 2003, Saturday Night Wrist, 2006, Diamondized, 2010, and Koi no Yokon, 2012, and then their latest album, Gore, in 2016. I really consider Deftones one of the most creative and versatile bands out there right now. Their music isn't necessarily the most complicated, but they just continue to put out really good music. Definitely a prolific band. Interesting the way this band kind of formed. I know they were high school friends, and uh, I failed to mention Chi Chang was the original bass player, and Chino, the lead singer, and Chi and Steph were high school friends. And then believe Chino, the lead singer, was actually playing drums initially, and then they they connected with Abe, who is now their, their drummer. So very interesting how the band formed. They're from Sacramento, California, and really have put out a lot of great albums, but a band also that's been through a lot of turmoil. I know I spoke about ACDC in the last episode and how they were what I consider rock and roll survivors. This band would, in my opinion, are their metal survivors. Been through a lot of turmoil, and but have powered through it. They had a their bass player Chi, Chi Cheng was involved in an accident when they were recording their follow up to Saturday Night Wrist, and this was, I believe, around two thousand eight. He was involved in a car accident. He wasn't uh, wearing a seatbelt and was ejected from the car and then ended up going into a, a coma and um, unfortunately passing away, I believe in 2013 when the band had released their Koi no Yokon album, but was a, but a great bass player and really added a lot to their music. He um, was backing vocals and would bring a lot of aggression and would scream as well in their songs, which added a lot of power and aggression to their to their music. So. Yeah, this band has really been through a lot of turmoil. And, I mean, they were also almost on the verge of breaking up. They had 
produced their record Saturday Night Wrist and and things even before uh, before they had produced that album for their for their own personal lives had been difficult to you know in 2003 when they released self-titled chino likes to to call that the dark days where the band was just they they weren't talking much things were just very rough and then they ended up going to bob ezrin who is a very famous producer for their follow-up to self-titled and it was really kind of, uh, I was very excited as a fan of the Deftones for that record because Bob Ezrin produced The Wall, which is a very famous Pink Floyd record. And I was really excited to see him team up with the Deftones because I just was very excited to see what would happen when you when you bring in that producer, that you know uh, very heavy-hitting producer who's had a lot of of great records that uh, on his resume, like, you know, I think he produced Alice Cooper and a few other great bands as well. But what ended up happening was that Bob Ezrin and Chino were not getting along very well, uh, having some conflicts during the recording of Saturday Night Wrist. And they ended up, you know, recording some of it and using some of, of, of Ezrin's material. But then they ended up going to... Sean Lopez, which is a friend of, of Chino, who actually played in a band called Far. Uh, they ended up finishing the record, but there was a lot of conflict between Ezrin and Chino, apparently, d- based on what the media and you know articles and press said. Bob was saying that Chino wasn't showing up to sessions, showing up late, et cetera, et cetera. The band just wasn't getting along well. They weren't talking, but... I listened to some of the demos online and you can find them on YouTube and it is very interesting to listen to those demos because the music just sounds very different. It sounds very different and it's just, it's almost to me like Saturday Night Wrist was the album that could have been, you know, but it didn't, you know, it it didn't have, it like Ezrin's material didn't essentially come out, but they made the album um, and, you know, it was released and they finished it which is great because I believe they were on the verge of breaking up. You know, they just weren't getting along. And if you listen to the song on Saturday Night Wrist called Hole in the Earth, the lyrics really resemble and, and capture that struggle between the band members. I think there's a line in there where he says, I hate all my friends, I'm out, uh, in that song. And, um, yeah, that a lot of struggles for this band, a lot of struggles, but they were able to power through them. It's always really been a band of conflict. I mean, and the conflict is is notoriously been between their lead guitarist Steph Carpenter and Chino Moreno. They just always kind of creatively battle, and the band is always really battling. But some great material has come out of that. And uh, I'll give you an example: White Pony is one of their most popular and I would say groundbreaking albums really different for for the band really what they did was uh they they kind of broke out of out of the the their old sound and they included a new member of their band Frank Delgado he's the he's their DJ and sampler and and keyboardist and Delgado really brought a lot to the album you can hear it it just brought a lot of great samples, a lot of atmosphere to the record. And 
it, I think it really added, it was kind of like, you know, the sprinkles on top. It just makes the Deftone sound sound what it's like today and brought a lot of dynamics to the band. So yeah, White Pony, a great record. They actually won a Grammy for that record. I believe it was for Elite, the best hard rock performance. And just really a, really a groundbreaking and popular record. Tons of great songs on it. A really great collaboration with a few artists. Uh, Scott Wayland did the supporting vocals on RX Queen. I know a lot of people don't know that, but yeah, Scott Wayland, the former lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots. And then for Passenger, is a, uh, the song Passenger is a collaboration between the lead singer Maynard and Chino. So Maynard is the lead singer from Tool, and he did a, a vocal collaboration with Chino on Passenger, and that's one of their best songs too as well. It's, a, it's another highlight, a real standout on White Pony, and I think an, an, another song that just really makes the album a great album. Yeah, the band the band is really powered through a lot of struggles. And going back to Chi Chang, their bass player, they were recording the follow-up to Saturday Night Wrist, and he uh, got in his accident and was in a coma. And again, they were at another point where they didn't know whether they were going to stay together or not. They didn't know, know whether to continue, but decided to. And they were recording their follow-up titled Eros, and that was with uh, Terry Date. And this record uh, was going to, I believe, sound, it sounded, based on what I've heard on the internet, sounded very different. And everyone keeps wondering whether it's ever going to be released or not. And Chino in interviews has said, we're going to think about it. We may release it, you know, in memory of Chi or when we're ready because they they really want to be forward thinking and not look back to the past. They, they really, based on what Chino has said, to my understanding. So they haven't released it yet, but the material sounded very, very cool, very different. And they were going to finish that album, but they never did. So they're on the verge of breaking up. They, from, from the stories that Chino tells, they got together at their, at their studio and went went back to one of their bass players that had helped them. I think Chi, during the Around the Fur tour, had broken his foot, and they had a replacement player from Quicksand. His name is Sergio Vega. And so Vega, so Sergio stepped in and helped the Deftones finish out that tour. So they ended up reaching out to Sergio again when she, when she was in the hospital. And they got back together. They started rewriting music and they produced Diamond Eyes, which is in my my mind the comeback album for the Deftones. They it was really a revitalization and kind of like new energy was, you know, infused into this band sound. And the the album ended up, I believe, becoming the iTunes album of the year. Even after that, they produced Koino Yokan, which was a uh, was another great album, and um, unfortunately during that time though Chi passed away in 2013, and you know it, it it's just just a real sad thing. But the band has continued to go on, continued to put great music out.
So I want to talk a little bit about the recording of their latest record, Gore. There was, again, similar to White Pony, a lot of conflict on the recording of this album between Steph and Chino. Steph had done a variety of different interviews where he had voiced discontent with his involvement in the creative aspect of this album. He felt like he wasn't very uh, involved or included. And I think a lot of fans were concerned that Steph may be leaving the band or wanting to leave the band because of how things were going internally with the creative process. So there was a lot of speculation on that. There was a lot of speculation that he was going to, Steph was going to quit and he was just not happy with, with Deftones and being a part of the, the band. Chino did do a follow-up interview after that and dispelled those rumors. He again said that Steph just kind of speaks his mind and there was, um, there's just always creative conflict with the, with this band. So I have been looking at some of the, the most recent press and interviews and Chino is trying to get more involved with Steph in the pre-production process for the for the upcoming record. So yeah, really excited to see what 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 comes out of that. So I know I've been rambling on and on about how the Deftones are my favorite band and how I love their signature craft beer, yada, yada, yada. But I really appreciate you all listening to this episode. I will be doing a playlist on Spotify for this episode, and it will include Deftones music as well. I will also be doing a album review video on YouTube for their latest release, Gore. So definitely check that out as well. And as always, stay connected, stay brew tuned. This is Andrew signing off. Cheers. Cheers.